Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. There was a Supreme Court ruling today, uh, and we have um, for Pennsylvania. And we have on the line former Attorney General Ernie Priot. Ernie, how are you today? Uh, good, John. Can you explain? Oh, uh, Judge Weinberg feels it's a very significant uh, ruling. You feel it is. I'm just, I'm not a, law, a lawyer. You guys are sophisticated lawyers. Me, I'm a college dropout. <laughs> well, uh, uh, John, uh, the professor is, uh, uh, and, and the judge are right. Uh, this is a very significant ruling. The Third Circuit decision in May of this year allowed for mail-in ballots to be counted, to be tallied, even though they didn't have the required date on the return envelope, which was required by the legislature. The, the, the Third Circuit ruled it was a meaningless uh, uh, entry on an envelope. It didn't make any difference. But the Supreme Court threw out that opinion today, and when it threw it out, it put Pennsylvania into turmoil. Because the state now has to decide what they're going to do uh, when there's ballots that come in that don't have the required data and information. It's not just about whether you put the right. Can, can't they call state. Philadelphia for extra ballots if they need more? <laughs> they fill them in advance. You know, that was put on there to make sure that the ballot had been mailed in timely fashion. When were they postmarked? Were they postmarked and, before and, uh, or after Election Day? Well, the, the issue here is what does the legislature say? That's exactly right. It's this way, then the courts are not allowed to change the rules. They're not allowed to say, oh, well, we'll allow it anyway, even though the legislature plainly said there has to be a date on it and there has to be postmarked. Uh, we're not going to, if they say that, then it has to be followed. That's what the Supreme Court is saying right now. The Attorney and, General uh, is absolutely correct. The federal constitution, as Professor Zerchwitz will, will tell us, says very clearly well, that the state legislature... Professor Zerchwitz is on the line, right. and he'll talk for himself. You don't. You should not talk for <laughs> Professor Zerchwitz. <laughs> All right. I will always let, no I will problem let, doing that. I'll let Professor uh, Zerchwitz talk for me. Professor uh, I'm happy to have I'm happy to have him talk for me anytime. He's 100% right. Look, the framers of the Constitution made a decision. Uh, it may not be a popular decision today with a lot of Democrats. They said the state legislature and only the state legislature determines the issues surrounding an election. And Pennsylvania has violated that in different ways. The governor allowed late ballots to come in after the legislature said, no, there was a specific date. And if there had been enough votes to determine the outcome of the election, there weren't. But if there had been, the Supreme Court would have probably changed the election results. Uh, Pennsylvania really is at least on two occasions violated Article 2 of the Constitution. And so this is an important decision because it may presage what the court will say in more general issues of whether the legislative actions are subject to review by the courts when it comes to presidential elections. These are hard questions, and I think we're seeing how the Supreme Court is leaning on those issues right now. And there are lots of challenges all over the country now in Arizona and other places to uh, mail-in ballots, to early ballots, uh, 
uh, to ballots that are are being counted by machines and not without without backup. We need to know before the next presidential election what the rules are. The Supreme Court has to set them up definitively so nobody can complain that the elections involved unconstitutional actions by state courts. Well, that's it's not only Allen and uh, General, it's also not just the state Supreme Court of Pennsylvania that played the game in 2020. It was also the Secretary of State of Georgia who went into a consent decree, which, which, which was violative of the state law of Georgia at the time. What does a consent decree mean it, for people that an, aren't an lawyers? An agreement with the parties that were suing. So the yeah, state... And, and that's another problem. What right did the Secretary of State of Georgia have to get into a deal on that, which was contrary to the state Alan, law of Georgia? Alan, trying to talk. Alan, go ahead. Well, no, I, I, once we're talking about Pennsylvania, I propose a test for who are really principled Republicans and principled Democrats who are willing to be against their party if principles tell them to be against their party. For me, the Democratic test is, no good Democrat can support the squad, can support Ilan Omer, can support anybody who's a bigot, a racist, an anti-Semite. But now that test is being put to Pennsylvania Republicans because they nominated a guy named Doug Mastriano. And Doug Mastriano just the other day complained that the man who's running against him sends his kids to Jewish day school. And there's something wrong with that. He gave a contract to a guy named, um, uh, uh, I can't remember his name now, but he runs an anti-Semitic uh, uh, company. And, 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 and he's been accused overtly now. He made a 500, uh, and he took a $500 contribution from um, uh, an anti-Semitic uh, uh, a group. And so, you know, I'm asking for, for principled Republicans to do what I want principled Democrats to do. I want principled Democrats to reject the squad, and I want principled Republicans to reject Mastriano, and a lot of them are, and he's going to lose the election. But I think that's a good test. If you're a principled Republican, you cannot support a bigot and anti-Semite, somebody who takes money from white supremacists. Well, we have a Pennsylvania resident here, former Attorney General uh, Ernie Priya. What say you? Well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I take the opposite position of the, the distinguished professor. Uh, I know Doug Mastriano. I don't think he's an anti-Semite. I don't think he's a, a, a racist. I think he's a very principled man. He's a veteran. He served this country. He got 12 medals for, for his work as a, as a, a, a brigade a commander in Desert Storm. Uh, he loves this country. Uh, I've, I've not seen any evidence. I've met him. I've talked to him. Uh, I've not seen what the, the circumstantial evidence is that the professor is referring to is, is surfacing in his personal conversations with me as a lawyer. Uh, and I tell you that, that I think that he would make a fine governor. He would be somebody that would be able to, I think, bring some people together and, and enforce the law carefully, uh, as opposed to the, the current administration, which is all over the lot, on voting. Every other day they were changing the rules in 2020, which is one of the reasons why we're in this turmoil in this country. And uh, look, I, Shapiro, I agree with you. You can you can make a very good argument against Democrats, but I don't think you can defend Mastriani. He he calls for a Christian country, Christian power. He doesn't believe in the separation 
of uh, church and state. He supported a group that says we're not going to be dominated by the 2%. What does that mean? That means the Jews. Uh, He made a contract with somebody who I know you can't support, uh, the Gab people, who he he paid $5,000 to the platform Gab, who was, uh, who, who, you know, the man who was accused of doing the Pittsburgh shooting had posted anti-Semitic screeds on Gab. You know, you can say the Republicans are better than the Democrats, but the Republicans should have nominated somebody better than him. And, you know, the best proof is that some sleazy Democrats, sleazy Democrats, were pushing for the nomination of Mastriano because they knew he would be easier to beat because of his extremism. And, you know, it really, something's wrong with politics when that happens. I wanted to switch gears now that we wanted to talk. Oh, oh, okay, okay. (laughs) Anything else? Any other comments before we move on? Well, look, I think it's great we have a disagreement. Both sides are presented, and people can make their own opinion. That's what's great. Let about the people this show. decide. Yeah, it's that's what's great about this show, and what's great about Katz. He presents all sides of all issues. Ernie Priot, I wanted to ask you about Fetterman sure. because that is a huge, huge race. Fetterman versus Oz, and I, I have serious questions about Fetterman's mental capabilities since he had that stroke. I want you yeah. guys to take a yeah. listen to what this reporter from MSNBC had to say regarding her just the other day interview with Fetterman and how she was unable to even communicate with him to have a simple conversation with him. And this guy could be the next congressman. Senator, 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 excuse me, Senator. Wow. It's yeah, it's scary. Senator for Pennsylvania. Take a listen. Uh, we had a monitor set up so that he could read my questions because he still has lingering auditory processing issues as a result of the stroke, which means he has a hard time understanding what he's hearing. Now, once he reads the question, he's able to understand. You'll hear he also still has some uh, problems, some challenges with speech. And I'll say, Katie, that just in some of the small talk prior to uh, the interview before the closed captioning was up and running, it did seem that uh, he had a hard time understanding our our conversations. Well, let me let me tell you something. The balance of power in this country has to do with who controls the Senate. And you're going to have a guy who's going to vote the way the Democrats tell him to vote, no matter what, abolish the filibuster, pack the Supreme Court. This is very serious stuff. We need to have somebody who's capable, Democrat or Republican, but not somebody who does not have the intellectual capacity. He should be in capacity. rehab, not right. in the, the Senate. The people around him shouldn't be doing this if Did he's physically he incapable. The other day in a campaign ad, I thought this was the onion. I thought this was a fake campaign ad. But uh, Fetterman said that you should vote against Dr. Oz because he once killed a litter of puppies a litter of puppies, and then you read further down, if the article, if the, if the ad is real, not fake, but the article further down says that when Dr. Oz was a surgeon at Columbia and doing research on heart conditions, he, he, he killed dogs, as all researchers do. You kill dogs, you kill pigs, you kill rats, you kill all those things. My, my granddaughter is doing that right now. She's an MD-PhD. Uh, and the idea that he would come out against the candidate claiming that he killed a litter of puppies? I mean, where have we come to in campaigning in America today? Ernie Priyat, what's your reaction to, I mean, Fetterman is not, is not fit to be a candidate, never mind to be a member of the Senate. 
Well, I, he has not been able to campaign across the Commonwealth like he should to explain his positions. His positions are extreme. They're dangerous. Uh, he's been he's been unable to articulate just exactly what he is going to do when he gets to the Senate because he, he can't put two sentences together. Uh, so you've got bits and pieces of statements and he's going to be for letting criminals out of the jails. He's going to be for letting murderers uh, go free from the prisons. Uh, it, uh, it, those are the kinds of ads that you're seeing. And, but he's not been able to articulate what he's going to be doing with 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 the, the, the Israel issues, with with the Middle East, with oil, with the with the Ukraine, with Russia, with China. I mean, I want to know that. I want well, to know what about stand, what is it about America that from, we have to from. Uh, Go ahead, Alan Dershowitz. Just what is it about America that we have to choose between these candidates? Um, you know, Dr. Oz has problems, too. He won't recognize the Armenian uh, genocide because he's too closely connected to uh, the Turkish president, Erdogan. You know, we should be doing better on both sides. We should be presenting the American people with choices between superb and very good instead of mediocre and very bad. And this is not only in Pennsylvania. This is all through the country. Good people don't want to run for office anymore. I was just going to say that the most normal people I know say I won't run. Yeah. Now, I have an interesting question. The question is, did this always happen or is it because now of the Internet, uh, Facebook, Mm -hmm. uh, Twitter, et cetera, et cetera? or, Or was it always happening and nobody picked it up because it's the communications are different happening? I don't think it was always happening. I think it's happening now. Remember, when John Kennedy was president, Robert Kennedy was the attorney general. The media knew stuff about their private and sex lives. It just didn't disclose them. Maybe they went too far in the opposite direction then. But now, you know, everything, they search everything in their background. Did the person have an abortion? Did the person tell somebody else to have an abortion? You know, it's we've just lowered the standard for political discourse uh, so much. No, it wasn't that way in the old days. Sorry, it just wasn't. Alan Dershowitz, thank you. And uh, and, uh, former Attorney General Ernie Priot, thank you for... We had an interesting conversation, and uh, let's see what happens, and we'll continue it. Thank you so much. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.